This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat in Omaha, deep below the metro area. It's THN. It's cover to cover. It's Saturday. It's August 6th. And my name is Matt Blow. My name is the Internet's Joe Patrick. Uh, here's how it works. Look, I apologize. It just already we're, we're coming in hot. It's already too hot outside. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Discord and on Facebook Live to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with you, our listeners. It is a live show. And if you're watching it live, you're seeing how the sausage is made. I assure you, we clean this up. We edit it. We take all the burps and farts and put in music. And it's awesome. So you can download it. But if you want to play along with us live, you got to join our Discord, right? That is where we host it in our cover-to-cover voice channel. If you want to chat with us, that is where you chat with us. If you want to get on the show live, there's a Zoom link there in the chat. Click it. You can come in. You can talk with us. We'd love to have you. If you can't be here live, you can feel free to leave a message at the THN hotline, 402-819-4894. Send an MP3 to it at nerd at gmail.com or stand outside our house and scream as loud as you can. Before we open the phone lines, Joe Patrick and I, we like to reset some of the happenings that we are tracking in the Nerd News channel in a little segment we call Nerd News. Nerd News. All right. Well, let's get this out of the way right off the bat. You can expect some discussion of the following shows uh, and or movies. Uh, we're definitely going to be talking about Sandman. Uh, we're definitely going to be talking about Prey, uh, Paper Girls. No spoilers for Sandman or Prey. They just they just dropped. So you know what? I feel that. like we have to talk spoilers for Sandman because it's a straight adaptation. And what is there to spoil? Okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, it's like if you want to say like, don't spoil any surprising decisions. How about that? Yeah, I will say um, there weren't any real surprising decisions in the first one. I've watched the first three episodes and so far, other than some like casting choices, it's all pretty much, it's all pretty faithful. Um, absolutely no spoilers for prey. Um, I tried to get it all done. I tried to do my best. I tried to do all the things I finished paper girls. I watched three episodes of Sandman and then I made it an hour into prey before I fell asleep (laughs) because it was just very, very late. I watched it and Um, I immediately watched the first predator. Cause I was like, now I have to decide which one is better. (laughs) It's, it's really, really good. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. We'll talk about, um, as far as news topics, uh, Apparently, Frank Miller has a new publishing company called Frank Miller Presents, this and his we talked about this a while ago. But partner like, in crime is Dan DiDio. We did not know that Dan DiDio was involved, but we did talk about like this came up a while ago, and we all went okay, you know. Yeah. And now uh, here it is. Here it is. Yeah, they're like they released. I believe they released their first offering for free. It was like an ash can, like a sequel to Ronin or yep, something crazy like that. It's, to Ronin. Yeah. Triple D and came hey, in and was like, Frank, I'll tell you what you got to do, man. You got to bring back your most 
I was going to say controversial, but it's just more confusing story <laughs> that you've most ever con- done. <laughs> your, most conf- your most confusing, the most confusing comic you ever the made. confounding Frank Miller. Uh, the, the sequel to Ronin that nobody asked for. Yep. Um, and hey, you know what? Speaking of sequels nobody asked for, Mark Miller's Nemesis is coming back Woo-hoo! with... Jorge Jimenez on the art. Come on, man. Guy's great. Come on, man. Lenil Francis, you made it look really good. You just didn't like the story. You know, it looked great. It's because it's a terrible story. Um, And then um, I feel like the new, the, the, the discussion that will dominate a lot of the talk today is um, what the is going on at Warner Brothers. I kind of love it. <laughs> I kind of um, love it. It's like anybody could be killed at any time. <laughs> it, it's it is very much like kind of like a it's like the Belko experiment over yeah, there. It's you great. know, they're James locked Gunn in the, they're locked Twitter, in the building. And James Gunn was on Twitter and he's like, "Will you settle down? Peacemaker is fine, everybody." Okay? It was Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> uh the, they locked everybody in the building. They gave every employee a weapon and yeah. they're like, "We'll see you in the morning." Yep. Uh or Friday. <laughs> and uh, that's how it's been um there have been you know layoffs there have been um dc projects getting canceled left and right not just dc projects but hbo projects let's say but uh notably batgirl uh batgirl was canned um after being mostly finished and the warner brother uh, the new ceo of warner brothers discovery which is the new name of the company uh, he says we're not going to put out a movie unless we believe in it, implying yeah. that Batgirl was shaping up to be a real piece of shit. He basically um, said it sucked. No, <laughs> we will. We will never know. We will never know. No, so okay. who knows? Like this, and that's. I sorry for everybody that worked on the film. You know that sucks for them, right? But I will say, if they really are just canning it because it sucked, there is something you know. Like, admirable about that. Like, way to go. Okay, quality control. But now, and to be fair, yeah, when yeah. they bought the company, the movie had already started. So, like, it was rolling, and they were like, all right, so what's going on over here? And like, oh, this is it's just, girl. You know, it... <laughs> It's just it's just interesting to know where the line in the sand is. is right. That they'll they'll waste ninety million dollars on a movie that's almost done, um, and and then can that before it's released and let the fans decide. But they will push forward with a one hundred and fifty million dollar movie starring a confirmed abuser. Yeah, yeah I still, uh, I still, I'm saying that is also still not finished. I'm saying it's a coin flip. We see that movie. I, I'm that's, I know. Yeah, still I, I just I, like in, it's interesting, but like uh, like I, I I understand that like w- at this point in time, the Flash has been plagued with so many ridiculous like oh yeah r- ridiculous delays and and problems that who knows if it'll ever actually happen. But the difference is is that they actually came out and gave it a release date. They're like, yep, it's June. Let's it's like whatever like June twenty fourth, twenty twenty three or I whatever. Still, it is. I'm saying it's a coin flip. So I one get it, more but thing like happens, but. <laughs> The, the point is, is they are moving forward as right. though it's still going to happen. So the thing um, that I find most interesting, though, is like what that dude said was basically like, look, we are putting together a 10 year plan, just like what Marvel and Disney did. And we're bringing this stuff in like he does not want multiple weird universes with stories that are being to like. Yeah, he's basically he's basically together. M- 
He's all but confirmed that they're just going to copy Marvel Studios, the Marvel fine. Studios out, I'm fine outline, which it. is what we all wanted from the very beginning. Right. And as long as um, it's good, just make it good. That's all yeah, I ask. I, I mean, I, I don't even care if they're all like I like I made my peace with the fact that the DC extended universe was uh, movies taking place in different timelines. As long as the movies are good, I don't care. But most of the time, the movies are bad. No, but um, what he if you read between the lines of what he's saying. Snyder versus go, bro. It's all happening. No, it's Snyder all versus happening, bro. No, wrong. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. No, it's Snyder not, versus dead. The, the Snyder, Snyder versus bro, dead. Guy. They're they're uh, like they are swimming like sharks. Yeah, yeah, If you read between the, uh, like that's reading between the lines, like Alex Jones read yeah. between the lines, right? That's not. It's got no no roots based in reality. Alex Jones um, did have to admit that Sandy Hook took place. He also admitted that the Snyderverse sucks in court this week. Like he said. So that's a big Alex Jones on the record said, yes, your honor. Yes, your honor. The Snyder verse does indeed yeah. suck. And he cried. He uh, didn't cry. At the same and he, he did. did cry he did cry at the same. He did cry about it. Yeah, <laughs> he Snyder got verse. he got mad about it. Yeah, he, he, he got he it emotional. Let's set up this question of the week. Come on. Oh, man. We got a question of the week here, courtesy of Frank Cirillo. Let's talk about artists that we weren't into when we first saw their work, but who grew on us over time. The more we were exposed to their stuff. Which artist did you have to learn to love? I love it. I love it. Let's get into it. First in line, we're going to open the phone lines. Welcome to Edit Nerd, cover to cover, caller. Who dis? I'm going old. This is Zach. Zach. How are you doing, nerds? Good morning, old sir. School. How are you, brother? I'm wait, 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 wait. Is this, is, this, is this Zach the Honorable General Pancakes, Zach? No, this is Zach. He's a Lego maniac. It's not Hollowell. Zach Hollowell, Zach. <laughs> yes, this is Zach Hollowell, yes, Zach. This is Zach Hollowell. Oh, it is Zach Hollowell, Zach. Sorry, I couldn't. Uh, we also, see, little, little tinny, little tinny in my ears there. I didn't quite hear oh, this. Well, fix your levels. Yeah. My yeah. bad. Hey, look, man, Matt's in charge of my levels. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't okay, come okay. to your house and fix your levels over there. <laughs> come to my house and fix my levels. If you were my friend, Zach, you would do it. What do you want to rap about today? Oh, uh, well, I want to talk about Sandman, but first, I've got, I've got something else I want to say real quick. Get um it. So my wife just had like two surgeries within like 10 days of each other. Okay. So she's laid up in bed and she's, you know, hasn't had anything to watch. And she's, she's just, like, she's I'm okay. tired. What should I watch? She's okay. Yeah. She's going to be okay. She's okay. going to be okay. And, uh, I went out with our buddy, Steve Mysek the other day and he mentioned that I know his him. girlfriend was watching, uh, Riverdale. So I was like, Oh, you like, uh, you know, the Teenage Witch show, maybe you should watch Riverdale. So she's watching Riverdale. At first, she's like, this sucks, but she can't stop watching it. Yeah. She texts me yesterday while I'm downstairs watching Sandman and just says, did Jughead and Betty ever hook up in the comic? <laughs> and I'm like, nobody ever hooked up in the comic. No. I found that very, very funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, they didn't. Yeah. There were kisses on the cheek and stuff, but like, yeah, right. no. Yeah, was no. it straight up like hot teen sex like they do in Riverdale? Yeah. Hot teen sex didn't happen <laughs> at the comic book you got at your grandfather's barber yeah. shop. You know, it's like no. But uh, one talk about Sandman. So Sandman and Preacher were always back and forth on which is my favorite. So I uh, was really into seeing it. I have thoughts though. Okay. And my thoughts are sometimes it's great. Most of the time it's okay. Okay. Uh, sometimes it's eh. It's never bad. So it never dips into bad territory. Fair enough. That's fair. But, you know, I think my problem is I'm such a nerd for it. And I've read it so many times. There's parts that were dear to me that either don't work in a TV show or I realize if they put it in, that first episode would have been the first season. 
half the first season. Yeah, right? no, no, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, very, very minor spoilers. Uh, Joanna Constantine didn't work for me. Really? Oh, didn't work I mean, for me. Whatever. Because, well, the reason she didn't work for me, I think, is because I just associate Jenna Coleman with being a very different person. Yeah, that's that, that that is fair. I'll give you that. Yeah. And, yeah. And they played her like she's John Constantine. And mm-hmm. if you live your life like John Constantine, your skin doesn't look that f-ing good. No, I agree. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's one thing. And I had that problem with like the actor that was like John Constantine in the Constantine show. It's like, you're way too good looking. You should be a little more British. <laughs> like I'd right. like to see your teeth a little messed up. You should not be this put together. You know, it's, it's not a knock on the actress. I think she did good with what she was given. She just doesn't look the part of somebody who does what she's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And maybe no, I don't know I, if that's unfair. Like I, the first thing I noticed is that when they showed her having her um, uh, nightmare of, of the night Astra died. Yeah. Or got sucked into hell. She's chewing gum like a maniac. <laughs> oh. Not smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, that's a choice. Like, I, but I wonder... I wonder if that was like a conscious decision because it's definitely noticeable that she is chewing gum. And I I wonder if like the actress didn't want to be shown like smoking or uh, like, I don't know. Like I, 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 I'd like to know, I'd be curious to hear what went, but what, what went into that decision. But as as someone who is currently chomping on nicotine gum, like I get it, but I, I think they just, it's a, that's another part that's indicative of the show in general. I think they were just afraid to go full bore, and that leads me to another one of my problems. Okay. They go to hell. Hell is hell. Hell in the comic book is scary. It's super scary. Hell in the comic book is full of horrors. Yeah. I didn't really see any horrors. Like, all the demons you saw were vaguely humanoid and not that scary. None of them were giant blobs with twenty mouths fair ripping enough. people apart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's I definitely some budgetary help. stuff for like yeah. there are some budgetary allowances uh, uh, for sure. Well, well but, but it's the most expensive thing they've done on Netflix. It's the most expensive and thing they've done on Netflix. One, two. It's like you think they ran out of like CG budget for hell? I mean, right? You tell a bunch of CG dudes, hey, I, here's some drawings of I'm demons saying, in hell. You want to make them? They're like, yes, we do. I, yeah, I'm. I'm saying that you have a ten episode season. One of which takes place in hell, and you've got to spread that money around some. Nah, it could have been. They're not going to blow their a, whole budget on hell. I think they made a choice, and I don't think it, it was like putting. Some I, I think the choice why would was, the choice? Why would the choice be to make hell look the, less cool on purpose? You tell me. But they did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know that if I agree that it was anything other than like budgetary. Like they were trying to be mindful of like time and a lot of the money went into the dreaming because the dreaming looks gorgeous the dreaming does look gorgeous i think think that's another pullback for for the show though is because the first season the first scene they give you that big shot of the dreaming but then you don't get to see it again yeah for a long time and even when you get to see it well he's doing his whole wandering dilapidated yeah yeah which makes sense but it takes out a lot of what makes you know sandman sandman true like we all read it and we got to that part already. Now we're trying to capture viewers and it becomes a little more, if we could have had more fantastic earlier on. Yeah. I think it would have been great. Um, I do think the dudes who played Cain and Abel do a 
fantastic job. Kane and Abel are really good. Really, really good. I have not Kane met them. Abel I've, only, I've only seen like the first episode and a half of the second. Kane episode. and Abel show up in the second episode. Okay. Yeah. So far. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. They show up in the third episode. Third episode. Yeah. I, I want to see how people that have never touched this comic book receive this. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm really curious because anybody who's like read the comic seems to be other than Zach, who's a jerk. We love him. He's a jerk. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. like other than Zach, everybody else is, seems to be very happy with it so far. Like I thought the first episode was pure magic. Just like, I, wow. I'm wow. I'm happy with great. it. I'm just not blown away. Like, you know, okay. it's it's this is all Scott McCloud's understanding comics. My yeah. mind is filling in all the spaces. Sure. And my mind could do something not to be self-centered. My mind could do something better than somebody can put on a TV screen. Yeah. That's so I, I think there's that going on. Uh, there's some scenes where there's a scene in hell where you see uh, two characters talking and it's just so clearly blue screen dropped in. And it's like, couldn't you have flown somewhere pretty? And done that, I, like I get it, but I mean, it looks- and so that's that goes to what that goes to. That just backs up my own theory about like they didn't spend all the budget on hell, and like, it, it, like I under like choices had to be made. I think a lot of yeah. this was shot. During I, I, COVID I do wish too, so. so. I, yes, that's a lot true. of it that's was true. shot during yeah. COVID, and like, yeah, I mean, do I wish it had all looked as magical as it does in my mind? Yeah, of course I do, but I think for a TV budget. Or even a Netflix budget. Um, I think that they've done an amazing job. Now, I am only three episodes in. But, like... Zach, are like, you, did you watch the whole thing already? Are you done? I, I, I'm, in, I'm four. I okay. finished four right. last night. I was okay. like, that's impressive. <laughs> that no, killed no. ten hours. But, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> just... I've got children. Like, I have to sleep sometimes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I, I really love it. And I think the tone of it is perfect. Like, I can... That's the thing about Sandman as well, right? Is that like you read Sandman for the story. Sure. And sometimes the art in Sandman is great. And yep. sometimes yeah. the art in Sandman is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I, like I, I'm not like trying to justify any failings on the show's part, but like considering what we got in the comic. No, the show is sure. a goddamn yeah. miracle. So yeah. it can't yeah, all be Sam key. Like, and, like I like, said, no. I don't, I don't dislike the show. I think it's a good, sounds show. like you dislike the show. No, I, I, I honestly like the show. I'm just nitpicking the, here's the things that I think could have elevated it to a sure. great. Show. Yeah, no. And that's, that's fair. fair. And, and, like, that's and, totally and fair. as a super, like as a super fan, that is absolutely your right to say, Hey, this is how I wish things had been better. Um, and if there's a season two, uh, I don't like clearly it seems that so far the season uh, is is basically just following preludes and nocturnes. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, like preludes and nocturnes is not 10 issues, but um, so it'll I, I'll be curious to see where where it ends or what issues are stretched to two parts, maybe, um, because right now so far it's been like issue, issue, issue. Uh, you know, it's like issue one. Yeah. Is, As you get into he it, escapes from the bell jar. Issue two uh, is he goes back to the dreaming uh, and things are wrong and blah, blah, blah. And he has to go find his sand or uh, no, he um, issue two, something else happens. Um, but then there's issue three where he goes with John Constantine to that like horror show of an apartment to get his sand back. That was one thing. That was one thing that I thought was definitely a budgetary choice 
Sure. Look, this is a spoiler. Sorry, but issue uh, episode three is an adaptation of the issue where Rachel. Dream and John go to uh, Rachel. Rachel to get the sand back. Um, and the, at first they go to visit the JLI embassy and they talk to Martian Manhunter, uh, which is not in the show, obviously. <laughs> but um, I, w- I wish it had been in the show. Oh, man. Um, but when they end up at Rachel's apartment and dream sees it for what it is it is like an abattoir in there it's like living flesh writhing on the walls and it's like and that's we don't get any of that we don't get any of that it's just like they show up they go into the bedroom rachel looks pretty rough the end yeah and so it's like to me like that immediately jumped out as budget that's like well they they, they chose to focus on something else with the budget or what that jumped out to me as the first Preludes and Nocturums is basically a horror comic. Yeah. The yeah. rest of Sandman isn't a horror comic. Yes. And so uh, yeah. it, okay. to me, it feels like they were like, we don't want this to be like, ooh, this is horror because that cuts out a lot of people. Yes. I have a feeling you're right. And I have a feeling they're trying to keep a tone to the entire story. And that means we have to dial down certain aspects because we want this to be creepy, dreamy, somewhat nightmarish, but not horror, not action, not, you know, like what, like, yeah, well, wait till they get to the diner though. Yeah. So yeah, that's the next episode I'm on and I've heard it's pretty brutal. Fair enough. Yeah. I like, it's like, Zach, we got to keep rolling here. because we got, okay, please do. do. It's good to talk to you. Excellent. Very excellent insight. I'm glad that you're liking the show. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing can please that guy. I'll tell you what. JD, just, how are you today? Good, good. Um, I just saw the first episode of Sandman last night, and uh, I thought, I'm with you, Matt. I thought my my initial reaction was they nailed it. Yeah. That's, and I was like, it was it was amazing. I was so happy. Pure magic. <laughs> and you know, I'm a, I'm a huge <laughs> Neil Gaiman fan, but I would I would honestly say, I think of the scope of everything I've read of Neil Gaiman's, uh, Sandman is probably one of the lowest on the list. I mean, really? not nearly 1602 for me, but <laughs> I was going to say, the third or fourth, I mean, American gods is obviously my favorite thing uh, he's ever done, you know, with stardust and right. uh, Neverwhere probably it's close second and then probably Sandman. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's, but yeah, I thought it was that's great. Fair. Everybody, uh, like everybody comes to Neil Gaiman at a different point right like i I grew up yeah i I, you know i grew up i went to college in the 90s so for me it was just like yeah sandman sandman yeah yeah yeah. that's all i didn't and i didn't read sandman until much much later and like when i was aware when it was coming out and stuff remember and people were freaking out about it and like nerds and goth i was in my 20s when i read it so you know like like, not quite the jaded old man i am now but i was in my 20s when i read sandman um i bet i was frank i did love doctor i did love neil neil's uh, contribution to Doctor Who that was pretty good, but um, I didn't want to talk about too much about this because obviously Zach had thoughts and you know, but uh, no, I wanted to talk about Mark Miller for a second. Let's do it uh, because I know you guys do. We have to coming back. Uh, well, you know, I want yes. to, I want to talk about something good. We talk about what no. they want to talk about. <laughs> That's what we're and, here and, to do. And, and I don't know, it's still my show. Say what say what you want to about Mark Miller, however you feel about him. But I mean, 
I was shocked to find out that uh, Magic Order Volume 3 came out. Yeah, very quietly. Magic Order Volume 3. Yeah, this here. week, I believe, number one. Yeah, yes. but and so I went back and I'm, I'm rereading Volume 2 and read the first issue of Volume 3. And I'm sorry, you can shit on Mark Miller all you want. That book is goddamn consistent. That book is excellent. Is really oh, Mark Miller like, writes When I stuff. shit on Mark Miller, yeah, when I shit on Mark Miller, it's not all of his work. It's that I think that he is a clown of a human being <laughs> that who cares more about promoting his books than writing his books and i think you know, that like i i think I that totally disagree with this I no 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 i 100 agree with we, that we, we just said that magic order volume three came out unceremoniously yeah very quietly that is not someone who is more right but you don't think that mark miller was promoting the magic order volume three he, I'm not on his Twitter and stuff. He hadn't been. Yeah, nope. I mean, like he mm. wasn't saying anything. I don't How know. How did we not know it was coming out if he was? And he doesn't even run his Twitter. He has somebody runs that stuff <laughs> yeah. for him. It's not even him. Then, then he needs a, that's a staffing issue. It's it not like. even him. But I, I think that, I think that Mark Miller, like, I know I'm like, that is an extreme thing for me to say is that he cares more about promoting his books than writing his books. But he writes a lot of good is, stuff. That is somehow that is sometimes how it seems. And I also think that he's prone to writing things that he thinks will get the biggest reaction. Well, sure. And but like, what are you really mad at? Like, like you didn't like Nemesis. I get like, that. I'm not mad. Like, I'm not mad at any of it. Like, I don't need to like Mark Miller. That's not right. the problem. No, I'm not saying that. But the like, problem is, the problem is that, like, I know what he's capable of. I know that he's capable of things like Starlight and Reborn, which we both really liked. And then in but instead of getting more stuff like that or oh, the magic order also good. I also liked King of Spies. King you of know, Spies like the, is excellent. Uh, the, there's a whole list of things that Jupiter's Mark Miller legacy. has done that I like. Jupiter's legacy is excellent. Prodigy. Jupiter's legacy is good for a while. Prodigy. I don't know if it's consistently excellent all the way through. But. I really like Prodigy as well. But yeah. but then we also get shit like Nemesis, where yeah. it's like the anti-Batman making people make mentally handicapped babies and planting vagina bombs so they can't get abortions. I mean, like, I get and that. It's like chosen or American Jesus, as we're now calling it, because again, right, we're promoting rather than writing that. No, there is, was another thing called the chosen and they had to change the name. Yeah, all right. That's well, what that was. Well, <laughs> maybe, so maybe, if I'm maybe wrong, not, though, I, I, I didn't, I didn't intend to go on a Mark Miller defense spree, but you know, <laughs> the thing is, is, for all of his faults, as far as being, you know, kind of a carnival barker of a right. of a creator, carnival barker is a great way to describe him. Yes, you know, it kind of reminds me of another guy, uh, Lieber. I think his last name was. But, uh, um, yes, but I mean, and all, but we also have plenty of negative yeah. things to say about lots of books that Stan Lee has written. Sure, and and so. and I will say, and I will say to draw that comparison to a to a contrast. The one thing about Mark Miller is also he treats his artists very, very well. Yeah, everybody loves working with him. And that's great. And, I, I like, and, 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 I'm, and I'm glad for that. I'm not like I have nothing the against murder. the guy getting a chance to work or or promoting his work even or uh, of any talent. Yeah. Like I made some jokes at the beginning about Jorge Jimenez going on to draw Nemesis too, but <laughs> like get that money, buddy. You well, know, I mean, like, you know that thing's going to get made into a TV show. Get Just paid. Get paid Jorge Jimenez. You know, but look at the murderous row of artists on Magic Order. I mean, it started with it's Olivia, Olivia Quavell. Yeah, I don't even know who draws then, it now. Uh, Gigi, I just had it up. 
I can't G- remember the last name. Caven- Caven- Cavangio? Yeah. Cavangio. Yeah. <laughs> She's a Batman artist. And the thing that's interesting about those three artists is um, they're all very good and distinct, but also there's a through line. They're very similar thematically. Yeah. So if you hold all three volumes together, there's a yeah. cohesiveness, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, but I think that the Kingsman is the most is one of the most successful independent comic to movie yeah. translations ever. Yeah, it was yeah. really good because those movies are so good. Not the last one, except no. for the Kingsman, which is not based one. on a did comic. You? I couldn't I, even follow it, it. It was just like I couldn't follow it. It, it, it like, it like turned it. into three movies. I even I even love the second Kingsman movie where it's like there's this where's the American version and they're oh, all yeah. about whiskey Station? distillery. Oh, it was great. I, it's so fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, and, and, and for for a comic book tie or for a movie tie-in, that whiskey is actually really good. <laughs> I have of not had there's, it. Of course, you can actually buy the whiskey. I have of not had it. Well, it's put it's put out by Old Forester, but it's oh, really good. That's why it's yeah. good. Then anyway, those are my feelings about Mark Miller. JD, <laughs> what else were you trying to talk about before I so rudely took over? That's with, right. That's with an right. opinion uh, that eh. a couple of quick Marvel quick hits. Um, uh, so I have a really weird, unpopular opinion, but I read the first issue of uh, Spider-Man by Zeb Wells and John Romita. It's fantastic. Mm. I hated it. Oh, you hated it. <laughs> oh, really? My God, that was. Well, the writing like or the or what? It felt like a job to read. It just it felt like really it felt like a rehash of post superior Spider-Man all over again. I'm really liking it. I don't know. I, I'm it's just like six, how many times five, can we in, just kick Pete? I mean, Peter. It's like they're treating Peter like Matt. Like, like how many times can we just like unceremoniously cut him off at the knees, make him a jerk, and and destroy him? And I'm like, I've read this, and I didn't like it that time. Fair either. enough. You know, uh, the I will tell you what the difference is for me is that there's obviously like uh, something mysterious that happened. Yeah. And yeah, but, his, but, but, his friends but, and family have like cut ties with him, yeah, and that to me this, is the interesting part, not the like oh that. Peter's struggling part. Yeah, but for me, the struggle is so much a hard to read that I don't have the patience to wait for the mystery. Okay, that's where it is. That's right. fair. Now, I on the converse side, I agree with you that I, I do the, need to see what it is to like. Okay, yeah. you finally this is something you did pissed Aunt May off. What? But we still don't be? like we're six <laughs> issues deep though, and like spoiler alert, we're six issues deep and we still don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so, that's, the other that's thing. true. Now, we, we don't know what happened. First, yeah. Now my other quick hit is I read the first issue of the new Punisher series. Mm-hmm. With him in the hand. And is I this also going to be an unpopular opinion, JD? <laughs> yeah, because I loved it. Look, now, JD. I thought it was awesome. I am reading it as well to keep up because. And look, I thought it was going to be a massive train wreck. Every time, no, it, you, no, 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 not the train not, wreck that I thought. Not, it is a functionally fine comic book, right? Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be way worse than it is. It yeah. is not great. I don't like the direction that it's going necessarily but i am buying the story now for for me it's the thing that it, at least it's something different it is something We're different. trying something new and, and, and them innovative with the character and to see frank manipulated and taken yeah. off of his game so hard and is I like I like the flashback stuff where we're like saying like, look, this did start as a kid. Like there were things there, you know, there were always warning signs. And I think it builds to that argument that Joe and I make about the Punisher. Like, look, he's he's not a good guy. He is a deeply flawed, mentally unstable person. (laughs) You know, I like to me like there's a and and I haven't been reading it. So 
But to me, if this is what they're doing, them coming out and saying that the hand has been grooming him since birth or whatever. No, they're not doing that. Or or something along no. those lines. It's not like that. No. Uh, or they've had their eye on him, even it's, even if it's that they've had their eye on him. That's way too close to me to Garth Ennis having Frank make a deal with death in Vietnam well, in Punisher Born. It's like, no, stop it. There's more than that, that. Going, there's more than that that is going on. And Jason Aaron, like as as much as we like get bummed on when he like goes too much in the Phoenix Force and stuff, he's not doing that here. He's no. he's doing it better than I thought he would be able to do, it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and I, I want to see, and now I have to see where this goes. Yeah. I just love the fact that it's something new. It's something different yeah. that I think is fascinating and really fun. Um, and that's what I want for my comics. And that's, I think my problem with Spider-Man is it's just not fun. Fair enough. I, I'm yeah, really enjoying it. It is, it is pretty, uh, yeah, I will agree that it is not a, a super yeah. fun version of now, Spider-Man. Now, Matt, uh, I will say you gave me a great recommendation uh, a while back on the show for fun comics, uh, Sins of the Black Flamingo. Oh my just God. got issue two. That book is so good. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, it's like, I really, no, really like the idea one. is super simple and just fun. It's just really well no. executed. It's like it's like a really good plot driven TV show, you know, yes. like human target yes. type TV show where it's just like, I would watch this shit. He's got to do this job. He's doing this thing. He's got a secret. We don't know a lot about him. He's sort of mysterious. There's more going on with him than we thought. Like it's fantastic. My only problem is, is Matt Bomer is too old to play the character. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and he's yeah. the only one who could probably. All right, JD, we're, we're going to keep moving, man. Good to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Bye, Chan, get in here. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Just can we talk about Warner Brothers? And let's talk about Warner Brothers. We can, on? yeah. Let's talk My about God. Warner Brothers. All right. So let's just recap just <laughs> – and then correct me if I'm wrong. So it seems like this new guy, David um, – what is the Zaslav, who is the Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, uh, took over from the last it one. It sounds like the most made-up last name, too. Like David uh, Zaslav or whatever, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, it was yeah, I was just like – not an easy – Oh, yeah, Zaslav. Yeah. Uh, sounds, sounds like a like Batman villain. villain. I was going to say, he's, he's that guy. Yeah. With, uh, Mr. 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 Zaslav. The, you know? There you go. I don't oh, know if they're, if they're picking – if he picks his pictures or somebody, like, it just grabs a picture of him. But every time, he looks like he's in a boardroom firing you. <laughs> like, every no, picture. No, he, he, he's like, we're going to have to ask like, you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he looks like an American super, like the super villain CEO you find in like totally. any comic that you pick up. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway. Uh, like he's the sort of guy that like. It, it, so if we were watching the toys that made us right, and they panned the camera to the left in that guy's office, I would not be surprised to find the human skin suit draped over the office chair, <laughs> oh, yeah, like the lady from ha- like the lady from Mattel. No, again, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I forgot about her. With, <laughs> yeah. with that said, though, I don't necessarily think. That this is a bad thing. Like, I get people are bummed. Okay. Like, Batgirl fans are bummed. But if the movie was trash, if it was All trash, right. did you want to see a trash movie? So this is my opinion. This is just my opinion about it. And so here's the thing. Batgirl, we don't know whether it's going to be good or bad. It seems right. to have been trending to, to, to be bad. But that's not the point. The point is, is that he's coming in with a mission. And it's not about what's good or what's right. bad. It's what they deem as profitable. Right. And based off of what the reaction come from Batgirl, I guess even just the depiction of the character and all that, he made the executive decision to say, all right, we're spending all this money and it's not going to make back anything. And I mean, it's clear why they're still backing the Flash because of the, even with the whole Ezra Miller, you know, insanity going on right now. 
it's because they figure that they can still probably make money off the of Snyder Bros and other people who are still going for to sure. see the film. Yeah, for it's, sure. No, it's, it's their cash it's cow. Yeah, it's, it's and, a, and, and it's that movie was thing. that movie was destined for theaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things they said before any any conversation about quality came into it that they didn't understand why this movie wasn't always being in may being made with a mind towards theatrical release. Why was it being made like it was a direct to cable movie? Um, Even if it's an HBO max original, right? Why? Like, you know, what's a streaming original prey. That Mm -hmm. movie looks amazing. Uh, and like, I don't get why that uh, didn't get a theatrical release. Quite honestly, it's but we'll I talk mean, about it was that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, but but you know what I'm saying, right? It's like if they looked at Batgirl and they were like, "This doesn't look like you spent ninety million dollars on it. Where did the mm-hmm. money go?" Right. That and I think there's also a decision in there. First of all, their cash cow is Wonder Woman, the Flash, and you know they, they want to focus on Aquaman, the A-listers. and right. that is also the closest thing they have to this Marvel, you know, like model where like, oh, they share a universe. Everybody understands that. These people know each other. And if Mm -hmm. Batgirl was one, another one of these projects that's taking place in a totally separate universe and Michael Keaton's going to show up in it. And, you know, like, what are we doing? (laughs) Michael Keaton is also in the flash, right? Because it's the flash point. They're making multi, they're making the flash in the multiverse of madness and no one is complaining about it. No, I know, but still in their minds, that is part of their tight little universe and this other stuff that's breaking off. I think they're just like, no, we want to keep it cohesive. I don't know if I, I, well, here's the, Here's I don't know thing. if I agree he, with that, but he officially has said that there's what uh, he's going to go with the 10 year plan. That's yeah. what he said, yeah. that he's going to try to rebuild, protect, quote unquote, the DC characters and all that stuff. Um, but look, the truth of the matter is, though, is that they are very much in debt at yeah. this point. Oh, yeah. And they're starting to cut things. And they're, and he's doing it in a vision yes. that he thinks is correct. Now, right. whether it's going to be correct or it's just going to be what has been more of this, uh, to my opinion, is WB kind of, uh, you know, soulless type of, you know, pumping out of properties without, you know, a lot of, you know, heart or soul in it, to be honest with you, when it comes out, um, we remains to be seen. But I think one thing that is official is that they have decided to cut budgets on scripted program. Yeah. That is, that is a definite. 100%. So what that probab- yeah. So what that probably means is that we're going to see less, um, like original content, like how, you know, Definitely. Peacemaker probably wouldn't have existed if like, if he was around like, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. No, you're absolutely and, right. Because they discovery, yeah. where do they make their money? They make their money Correct. on unscripted reality, reality TV and you know how cheap exactly. that shit is to make. You exactly can crank it out for pennies, you know? Yeah. And so, so Skelanot just brought up something in the chat as well. And he's right. He said, I've seen a lot of nerdy female podcast people on Twitter getting really upset about Discovery's PowerPoint about how they feel about female viewers, implying mm-hmm. that That's genre right. shows don't appeal to women and that HBO Max is for boys and Discovery yep. Plus is for girls. And, and that's, that's a yeah. thing like they look. Marketing is gross. Marketing reduces mm-hmm. us all to sheep. That's its job. It has no, to look. It's true. We're, we're, we're binary. Like that's right. why. And when they want to analyze, they go, we're, all we're, right, where do we make our money? This we're ones, we're ones and zeros. Right. And it, it's like severance, right? They look yes. at it. We're all a bunch of numbers and they got to file us into the right boxes. Right. They have the pink and graph the, and, and they have the, the numbers graph. that, 
And the numbers that don't, the numbers that make you feel scary, well, we got to hide those ones. Well, no, um, but more to the point is, like, they reduce it to, here's the pink side for girls and the blue side for boys, and it never meets. Like, this is how we make our, like, that's scary thinking. Which is, it's very <laughs> silly to me. Like, it's like totally even, silly. like, yeah. in the in well, the year 2022, that any executive would still. I would yeah. like The idea that they think that, that anyone would think like that is laughable to right. me. And, and I'm not, is, and I don't right. know that we have evidence of that necessarily, but I do agree. Well, there is a like, PowerPoint I do, I do that hit the web. Yes. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I, I understand that, like, there was a PowerPoint saying that, generally speaking, right. genre shows are more popular with male viewers and unscripted reality shows are more popular with female viewers. Like, I understand that that PowerPoint exists. And that's probably born from actual data. But – it's not very attractive data. And uh, I, I like I'm not saying it's good or right, but those numbers came from somewhere. Well, sure. I mean, and, I, of course. And when they say genre shows, we immediately think they mean things like The Boys or Peacemaker. Mm -hmm. Right. But genre show means Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, Euphoria is a genre uh, show. Come Euphoria, <laughs> like uh, show. The Flight Attendant. Like, right. There are a billion, like every show on TV that's not a reality show or a, a, a the, cooking competition is a fish, genre is, show. Yeah, exactly. Like right. more or and, less it is. Yeah, like genre doesn't mean sci-fi, fantasy, horror, superhero. Like that's not necessarily what genre means. It sucks. And that, that, that way of looking at the audience as – Either or and not one is shitty. I don't um, think that's why Batgirl got canned, though. I think Batgirl I don't think that's why Batgirl got canned. I, I, I think that they come out budget. and said that they right. thought that the movie was bad. I think it was legit right, bad. Yeah, that too. I mean, look, all of that. And of course, how much money they pumped in didn't, didn't help. Because sure. I did hear that there was test screenings for Batgirl that did not uh, did the not test, test screenings <laughs> were very poor. Yeah. Yeah, that it did not. So once I think that obviously like put the nail in the coffin. But again, it's not even so much about the Batgirl being canceled. I'm just, and this is just me being the pessimist. I kind of been, I'm in a wait and see um, because I... I've heard this before about like from with the DCEU started. Yep. You know, they're listen, this is a kid or something. WB has been trying to play catch up to what Marvel has done and Disney. Yep. And they're trying to figure out the best way to make that money. Mm -hmm. And there's no real quick way of doing it, to be honest with you. We already kind of had a 10 year plan with the DC universe, uh, DCEU, and look where it got us. So, you know, I don't know if, if what this guy's ideas are going to, you know, are going to jive. I don't know if that means we're going to see less cool original programming on hbo max it sounds like they're it, it's it's not going to we shouldn't expect too much yeah. <laughs> in that regard right. more. like yeah. doom patrol for example i i don't think would ever exist in this new no, world no no i and, mean like paper girls is a show that would not exist if it was coming out through w right. like a which look if they're if they're if they're going to stick to quality and they're trying to raise that bar it, it's their money they can do whatever they want with it and, oh, of course. and if that At makes better movies great because you, I mean, we all admit Warner Brothers is kind of a mess when it comes to DC they stuff. They've always it's had been. a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big always mess. It's just that right, right now we're all we're all worried that um, we're gonna get a new Batgirl movie from the ground up, and instead of Brandon Fraser, Firefly will be f played by Guy Fieri. Uh, yeah. and they do own his soul so and the penguin will be big ed from 90 day fiance <laughs> yeah watch oh lord um look like these guys they're executives like they, yes yeah. he works for discovery 
but they're not idiots. Like they're they're bean counters, just like at, at every company. Sure, they understand that they're gonna need to produce genre content. Like right. nobody's gonna like get rid of all genre content. That would be stupid. But right now, it's hard not to worry. Um, and like some people are like, what do you think is going to happen when Discovery realizes that they own a comic book uh, publishing arm? Yeah. You know, and I will tell you that they already know that because this week, in the wake of all this other stuff, somebody made the decision to remove comics, DC comics, yep. mm-hmm. uh, comics uh, from the branding mm-hmm. of the main w- website. Yeah. So when you look at it, it's just going to it's just going to be DC.com. Well, I mean, they want to build a brand like Marvel. Marvel just says Marvel mm-hmm. when you turn on Marvel Studios. Marvel has been Marvel.com since the dawn of the Internet. Yeah. So they're really just they're just doing what Marvel has done from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Well, well, I think it's like an all encompass. At least that's what I would imagine. Like corporate speak in their brain is, well, why do you just relate it to just comics? It's, it's a brand. And we already know that the ultimate goal for like Warner Brothers, one or any others, to try to figure out how to market all of these guys, of on, you know, all these characters of onto yeah. some type of television show or of some sort, because they don't care about comic books at the end of the no, day. No, they're not making any money on comics. Yeah. Come and, on. and you know, like, <laughs> I, I, like I am, I am absolutely not mad about them thinking, you know, if we just take the word comics off the logo and have it be DC.com. And then have them and then have like little portals like they already do. Sure. Whatever. For like DC Entertainment. Like nobody was going to DC Entertainment.com for anything. Yeah, nobody was They were going to DC Comics.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like you got one button that's all about movies and TV. You've got one button that's all about comics. You got right. one button that's all about video games. Like, that's fine. Like, I have no complaints about that. It's just that it happened to come. It looks scary. With, with it, all, it's yeah. a rebrand. all the it's, Batgirl it's, stuff. Right. In right. a week when they're the walking rebrand. around, they're shooting people in the back of the head. <laughs> you know, like right. that, that can be yeah. scary. And it's like, oh boy, well, here we are. <laughs> you, know, you know what it reminds uh, me, and uh, Matt will get this reference. It reminds me when uh, Vince McMahon has over the years, and yes, uh, the, the newly departed Vince McMahon from yeah, the CEO. Yeah. RIP. Well, yes, indeed. <laughs> now, he's not dead. I mean, as Screw far that people. dude. But, Screw uh, that I saw, dude. I saw. I But no, what I was going to say was that it's similar to the wrestling mindset that Vince McMahon is like, we, we're a wrestling company. But uh-huh. Wait a minute, we're not. We we're, were an inter- a, we're an entertainment right. company, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and, okay. and that's what they're. That's why at. they say sports entertainment. They don't say wrestling. Right. Sports entertainment because they want to be the UFC or at least attract UFC level audiences, and so they can sell you, you know, taki spicy chips and the next crappy Miz movie that's coming out. But enough wrestling talk. I do hope Vince McMahon roasts in hell. And yes, I mean it. Frank, get in here. How are you? Hey, how are we? How are you guys? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. You didn't show up for me. Like, oh, is Frank okay? Oh yeah. You know we what? Get I worried was, like I'm, every week now. <laughs> no, nah, don't 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 get worried. I was okay. just moving, I was just moving the garbage pail into my desk. All right, all right. With my with my feet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, it was weird things happening. Um. So you know, first thing I want to do, I want to, you know, I you guys touched, you guys talked about this Warner Brothers thing, which is great. Uh, because I was I wanted to talk about it too. It's it's in it's just I mean we're not gonna get back into it, but it, it is. It's it sounds like it's insane. But I agree with Matt. I agree with what you're saying. It's like if the if Becker wasn't a good movie, right, don't, don't put it out. Don't put it out. But did you see that Joker teaser? Yeah. 
it's Joker Lady Gaga as I'm assuming Harley. She's hard. She's got the heart on her che- on her cheek. So if she's not Harley Quinn, I don't know. Yeah, what she's, she's Harley. She's yeah. Harley Quinzel. I yeah. don't know if she'll be and, Harley. Quinn. And it's going to be a musical. Yeah, which is, I didn't. I didn't see the teaser. Teaser. I only saw like the announcement video where it's like their silhouettes dancing. That, yeah, that's that's yeah, it. That's what I'm talking. That's yeah, it. That's, that's the teaser. Oh, that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. like yeah, Lady Gaga. Like I think that it was announced a. I think that it's been in the works for a while because yeah. I was not surprised when they said that Lady Gaga was no, she's in the Joker. Attached, I was yeah. like, this has already been a thing. I thought okay. when the movie I was, was already a thing. They they announced that Lady Gaga is oh. attached to the project. Right. So we've first known time her. I'm hearing. I mean, I mean that Joker movie really blew me away. Yeah, you know, and it was a great. It was a great um, kind of deep dive into like mental mental health yes. in this you know and in this country statement it was fantastic in this country yeah i don't know how they're gonna follow that up and maybe this mute maybe as a musical but you know i mean i'm i'm on i'm on the side of this joker is not the joker that we know no 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 from no, the no. batman comics absolutely not it's not you know not. and we're never going to see a batman in this, in I, this I, Joker's I don't think so yeah I, think. I don't think so either this is but i mean it's i can't wait yeah, I can't it, wait for it. Though. It's a weird choice. And like, think about where Discovery is at right now, where they're yeah. like, we want to bring everything in and we want a 10 year plan. We want right. to see, we got to finish this other stuff first. Yeah. You know, like, because they're not going to stop the Joker, too. No. They want an Oscar. No. It made a ton of money, you know, like. It, and people want to see it. Yeah. People, and see people it. want to see it. And Lady Gaga is massive star power. So, oh, yeah. I like, I, I, I'm not saying I feel bad for Discovery or anything like that, but they are like they walked into a, a hornet's nest. Oh, of man. DC. You know, like, I mean, like, what is happening in here? You know, it, it, but I'm, I'm glad that this is the thing. I mean, he may have there may be issues with this guy, with this David, whatever. Um, but there may be issues with him. But, you know, when you come in and say, listen, we got to unify the brand. We yeah. got to bring it all together. Yeah. And we got to make sure that we're we're making a Marvel like decision. It's because it's been so bad yeah. for so long. Well, look what, and Ke- so what Kevin Feige did. He did this. He's the guy. He, we know he's the guy. He came in. He shot Marvel TV in the head and said, we're done with that. We're, you know, we're bringing, it's going to be Marvel Studios. We're bringing it all in. No yeah. more of this. We're going to unify the message. And we're going to. My name is Joe. <laughs> we're going Joe. to keep it Marvel and we're going to keep it on a laser focus. And yes. they've made a ton of money. And that's what we like about the comics too. Exactly. DC. Exactly. Tried throwing a bunch of balls up in the air to see how many they could yeah. juggle at the same time. Yeah, like, you know what? In the next next few years, we're gonna we're gonna see exactly how this is gonna shake out, and it's either gonna be fantastic or it's gonna it's just gonna be a complete and utter nightmare. Yeah. So Skelanot um, just said, and I totally agree with him. If yeah. they want to fix the DC movies, fine. I just don't want them to run HBO or DC comics. That's a scary part. Right. Right. Like, like we said, they're not making any and it's money. Early, it's early yeah. going right now. We you know, know, everyone is reeling over the fact that they came in and they were like, OK, well, that's not going to happen. And then these other five shows that aren't DC movie, like people keep talking about Batgirl. Yeah, Scooby-Doo got but killed. They canceled, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They canceled yep. six scripted projects. Right. Mm. Out of how many projects that HBO puts out, like, right. I, like I, I think that it's 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 really easy to go, whoa. And be a little bit worried. And I'm not saying that there's 
nothing to be worried about necessarily. People screaming red wedding. And like, I don't know if it's that bad. Calm down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like there, there are shows that come and go on HBO before I've even heard of them. Right. So come you on. Know? Yeah. Let's yeah. not, let's not get crazy. So um, I, yeah, go ahead. But yeah. I, so I think that like they canceled six shows. It just so happens that this Batgirl thing was really high profile. Yeah. Right. And, and now everyone's talking about it. Like it's the, the sky is falling. Well, and, and the other thing that sucks is like, look, we'll see. We don't have enough female heroes on in movies right. and TV. We just don't. So when you can one, it looks like, oh, yeah. well, there they go again. And that's like a thankless position to be in because right. if you can one because it looks bad. Right. Not because it's a girl. It still yeah. can be construed that way. And I get that. Right. And your then, feelings then, are what are you supposed to do? You're like, if you're, you're going to damage your brain. Like, I think you're going to do more damage to your brand putting out a shitty version that's of something. What I, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree. Yeah. Then you it, are no, like trying to do it right. Right. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Um, so a question. I got a question before I'm going to answer the question. My question is this. I started reading prelude to the question. I started reading. The, uh, what Marvel True Believer series, the creator, greatest creator line. And it, did they ever put out number twos for those? Because they were, I picked up, but like a couple of years ago, I picked up a bunch of number ones out of like the dollar bin, you know, well, whatever. They were just a dollar a piece anyway. Um, I picked up a bunch of number ones and I started reading Craven's Last Hunt right. from that Web of Spider Man issue. And uh, aside from going out and buying the next issue of Web of Spider Man that that's from, did they put a number two out for those? No, I the True Believers so. line are just reprints. They're just yeah. reprints. Right. Oh, and yeah. uh, uh, Craven's Last Hunt was actually a crossover between all the Spider-Man titles. Oh, so okay. It went from Amazing Spider-Man to Spectacular Spider-Man to Web oh, gotcha. Spider-Man. It oh, is okay. a um, kick-ass story, though, and you should oh, pick it, up it's that trade. It's one of those things I've never read, and I oh. really wanted to read it. You know, I yeah I just, yeah yeah it's good it's it's good for sure. But uh, what they probably just did was reprint the f part one. Yeah, you know that's yeah, what all those yeah. were. They were so all of them were reprinting like a legend, the first part of a legendary Marvel story. Yeah, like yep. to like see if there's interest, and if you dig it, go pick up the trade or grab it. Yeah, or, you or know, online. Sign up for Marvel I, I, Unlimited and yeah. read it right and read the whole it. thing for cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I loved it. So my answer, I'm going to answer my question, and uh, if, if you if you bear with me for a second, I'm going to go into a deep dive on this. So uh, back in the early '80s, I used it's to read. It's your question, the so we'll allow it. Oh, okay. I I used to read the Doctor Who comic books and. If you, and Marvel was publishing them yeah. out of, you know, the UK, they were being sent from the UK and Marvel would publish them. And the artist was Dave Gibbons. Now, okay. Yes. Now, when I was looking at Dave Gibbons, I was, when I was looking at the art, I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's okay. It's, it's like, it's very, it's very nice, you know? Yeah. But he didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't catch me, you know? It didn't like, I, I wasn't like, oh God, this guy's fantastic. 100% with you here. I, I picked up the Watchmen as the Watchmen progressed. Now, the Watchmen didn't pull me in right away with Dave Gibbons. I wasn't on board. But as the Watchmen progressed over as, as I as I looked at the pages, as I looked at the art, I got more and more drawn into the first of all, the amount of realism that yeah. Dave Gibbons has. Yes. His 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 drawing skills are amazing. Yeah. And I just became a huge fan of his work from, you know, obviously from the Watchmen. But like that's that's what did it for me. It was wow. it was the I had Watchmen the that exact that, yeah. it's like you and I had did this in parallel universes. Yeah. I had the same thing. Like I I knew Dave Gibbons was celebrated and people loved him and I'd seen his yeah. stuff around. I'm like, I don't know. He's fine. And then yeah. I read Watchmen for the first time and went, Oh yeah. Got it. 
Okay. But what, he's a master. You, like he's a master oh, of his God. craft. He's amazing. <laughs> like I get it but, now. <laughs> and when you go back and look at those early issues of Watchmen, they're even better. Yeah. When you see them, you're like, okay, I missed all of this. You know, it's it's the the like I said, the attention to detail that he puts in his drawings. Oh yeah. Just is unbelievable. It's like I'm I'm gonna get a little off track, but there's a cartoon called Bluey, and it's about a family of dogs living in Australia. Um, like they're anthropomorphized dogs. Yeah, but if you look we at the, all know Bluey. Yeah, but if you look, but okay, you, we all know Bluey, but look at the background detail in Bluey. That's what blows me away about that show is the level of detail they put into the backgrounds. That it's insane. Like the little, there's little dog bones on the, like the balusters of their. Uh, <laughs> Of, of their stairs there's like all this dog stuff like all this dog related stuff around the house that you, if you look in the background you'll see it you know and it's like i my kids love the show so i've seen bluey. every, every <laughs> oh he doesn't know bluey i, I don't know what bluey is <laughs> it's it's a it's on disney plus okay i'll be i'll be honest with you if you don't have kids you're gonna sit through it and you're gonna watch it it's it, it, it definitely works on two levels. It works Fair on the enough. level of a kid entertainment show, and it works on the level of a parent entertainment I show. I did watch the Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie, yeah. and it was outstanding. I loved the Chippendales. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was, was great. Friggin' up, like I hurt myself yeah. laughing. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. It was so um, good. <laughs> check out, check out Bluey. Just check out a couple episodes of all Bluey. Right, they're, all right, they're, all right. They're, they're funny, but the no, what'll blow you away is the Frank, art. don't put that hex on him. Man, <laughs> there's literally no reason at all for you to watch Bluey. I'll, I'll, I'll just Bluey. look at some stuff no online. Frank, we're just, gonna, we're gonna just, keep rolling. Uh, here, just, man. Uh, just take his word for it that it <laughs> is it works it. on a meta level. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna say that like you know I don't have, you know indulge in uh, certain things. And go, I'm gonna watch something weird that I might not normally watch. So who knows? Maybe it'll come on. We'll see. Frank, it's good to talk right. to you. <laughs> all right, guys, take it easy. <laughs> Bye, Frank. Yeah, Matt, watch Bluey. No, <laughs> I'm not going to watch Bluey. Don't watch Bluey. No, don't worry about that one. Unless you are a child or a parent of small children, Joe, there's no reason for you to watch Bluey. Welcome aboard. I believe this is the first time we've talked to you on the show. Is that correct? It's correct. How are you guys? Welcome doing aboard, oh, sir. Hello, hello, Joe. We're doing well. What, do you, what are we rapping about, more importantly? Well, shit. Oh, I mean, on top of first time here, I think this is actually somehow I've gotten through the entire pandemic without actually having a Zoom conference call. <laughs> wow, that is <laughs> mind blowing. We're breaking all kinds of ground like, are here. Are you like a We're forest ranger, or like what do you do for? <laughs> oh, I mean, at the time, architect. So. Men usually construction, it kind of varies. That's so. incredible that you had, this is your first Zoom conference of the of, of COVID times, if you will. I mean, I've been in the same room while they've been happening. Fair enough. So, yeah, thanks for bearing with me sending that link again. I feel like a Luddite. Don't worry stuff. about it. Don't worry about it. We're all, that's okay. We had to send Michael the link uh, again, and he's been listening to the show for about 10 years now. And he still keeps trying to get in and can't figure it out. But anyway, Joe, what do you want to wrap about? <laughs> well, not much. I know it's running over time. I was just going to do question of the week stuff let's do yeah, it now we're good man Get into it uh, you know back in the day uh you know hellboy was amazing yes and you know, whenever you read a hellboy comic you just see the mignola stuff and your mind will be blown with every issue yes so it was to be honest it was always kind of a bummer when some other artists would come in and start doing i don't disagree you know what i mean you're just like you see the cover and you grab it and you're like oh man yeah like when duncan Fergredo started doing it like who Yes. That guy's incredible. Super yeah. talented artist. But there was a part of me who was like, oh, 
It's still not Mike. It's still not <laughs> yeah, Mike. <laughs> like, I mean, this looks really good. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's, it's, it's good. No, it's same, same, same. But, uh, so yeah. anyway, yeah, like, and even the BPRD stuff. But then eventually, the person I'm thinking of, Guy Davis, I did not like it first. I just, uh, but, Guy, like, you know what? I get it. I totally get it. Guy Davis. But now, yeah. but now I love his stuff. Like, it's loose, it's fine. But for me, it's just like proportions. Like, I like to doodle and draw too. So, and as the comic book guys know at my shop, I'm like so picky, like to the point of probably driving them crazy where I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying anything this week or this week or this week. You are that uh, guy, aren't you? I am that guy. I'm that guy. It just, I can't do it. You know, like, and I think that was one of my proposed questions back in the day was like, what comic book do you still recommend despite the art sucking so bad? <laughs> That's a great question. We should do that. that. Yeah. Cause like there are comics, there are plenty. Like I loved Sandman mystery theater. I loved that book back in the day. It was incredible. Guy Davis, but there were definitely storylines that Davis wasn't on that were not as good. <laughs> and there's a lot of vertigo it's books hard. like that. We've talked about that. Like, uh, I can't remember the name of the artist we were talking about not too long ago, but like, it's a, it's a run of one of the vertigo books, like some of the John Constantine runs and stuff. Some of them were gorgeous. Yeah. Some of them were you were talking amazing. about it a few weeks ago. There was like zero background. Yeah. Right? And then there's yeah. other ones where it's just like, we got this oh, person. Oh yeah. Issues, like, uh, I mean, that's, um, that's dangerous habits. That dangerous, that yes. was dangerous habits. Dangerous we talked habits. about, the final part of Dangerous Habits where he makes a deal with three devils and yes, yeah. the art in that comic by an artist whose name you've heard yeah. and is considered a very respected British artist is not good in that comic. No, it's 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 just it's yeah, it's just blank backgrounds the whole way through. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Sometimes you just got to get the book out the door. But come on, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I also uh, Will Simpson was the artist. I also think like Will Simpson when those con- when like Hellblazer was coming out, like it was popular and it was making money, but it wasn't making Superman or Batman money and stuff like that. So, like they oftentimes probably just let the writer grab Buddy that's across the pond with them to do that story or whatever. Like he was a talented artist, but like it's, it doesn't look good. No, it's hard. I hate to admit it. I hate to admit, it, but it's hard for me. But sometimes. to go back to Guy Davis, Guy Davis. I remember when I first saw it was the was it the Monster Men. Was that the, the Marquis? Is is Guy Davis the Marquis? He also did the Monster Men. Too. Yes. Was that him? Yeah, no. Gary Gianni. D- You're right, Gary Gianni. Oh, that storyline. That's what Mr. I'm Monster. Wait, yeah. I have to look, I, but I, I'm think I'm confusing. You, Guy You're Davis confusing two different things, but Guy but Davis both did have the marquee. similar styles too. But yeah, did the marquee, and I was like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And then I looked at it enough; it kept like happening in the pages, like Dark Horse Presents and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, it just like clicked one day, and I went, "That dude is incredible!" <laughs> what yeah, like does. all his his creature designs are amazing. Like his Wendigo is like the yes. super sad, creepy Wendigo. It's, it's like so it's scary so- looking. I love it. <laughs> No, Joe, awesome to talk to you. Thank you for joining us yeah, today. Man. Good to hear of you. Course. Welcome aboard. You know, Jimbo, how are you, sir? Doing great, guys. Okay, Good. so answer the question of the week. Definitely uh, Attack on Titan. Um, the, oh, the the way it starts, the art is not great. Uh, I actually went back and I reread the first few chapters. Um, and I was like, yeah, this art is not I enjoyable. Okay. You told me to read that manga because I like the show so much. And I was like, I'll check it out. And I stopped reading it because I did not think the art was very good at all. 
Yeah. Yeah, the art, the art is not great. Um, it does improve, but doing something for 10 years, uh, eventually you'll get better at it. But yeah, the art is not what carries that uh, that what carries that story. Um, so it's interesting that, like, in I don't know, whenever I think of manga, and this is, you know, of course, I don't know enough. I've, I've dipped my toe in the best. But I always uh, just, like, assume, like, the art is always excellent, you know, and that's part of what they're there for. You know, the cool robots or, you know, the cool samurai stuff or, you know, yeah. whatever. And it was very much like some of the experiences I had with certain Constantine runs where I'm like, uh, okay, I guess the story is great, <laughs> like, but this art is not very good. <laughs> so, and I, yeah, that, yeah, that, that happened. It, yeah. That, that's probably the most famous one. Um, one punch man. I know I post a lot in the yeah. forum, uh, but, but the original web comic that the original author one did is horrible. It is like the worst. Yeah. It, it is like, it looks bad. Yeah. It is <laughs> Straight bad. Up bad. It is bad. <laughs> Which, um, I'm surprised it got famous looking that bad, but I guess it, it was an enjoyable, funny story. And yeah, um, some we'll do some numbers. Uh, one piece, uh, Guinness Book of World Records, 500 million copies in circulation. So <laughs> I guess that's not sales, but it will be, yeah, uh, eventually. Yeah, uh, so if you want the breakdown, that's uh, the breakdown was 413 million in Japanese and then like a hundred and Two million in other languages uh, is kind of the breakdown for that. And One Piece uh, coming to Netflix live action, right? Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to ignore everything so I don't get all because I, I I might have read scripts. I might I was probably in too deep. I was in too deep. I can't be in too deep. <laughs> you got in too deep. <laughs> I mean, well, I because it. if it's, you know, if it's I, good, if it is good, it. oh my god, everything will be eaten up, and all this stuff that I love will be turned to what you guys and have like really bad adaptations. Sure, really sure. So, uh, and, and then two more uh, numbers. Bleach, uh, on, on the premises, on the premises of the anime returning, we, uh, has succeeded 130 million in sales, and that's pretty good for not having a chapter in like five or six years. Yeah, uh, it's not and bad. Chainsaw Man has uh, breached 15 million in sales, uh, which is pretty good for no anime out yet. Cuckoo. Um, I think I Cuckoo think crazy. that number is going to double by the year end. Uh, the anime does come out in October, and I think it's going to be huge. Um, yeah, fair enough. It's very popular. It, 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 the, it has just come back. Um, the, the manga has come back after a year and a half hiatus. Um, it's very good. Fair uh, enough. Still. I am neck so. deep in Spy Family right now, and it's great. Oh, you like it? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Spy Family is great. Yeah. Spy Family is really good. It yeah. is shocking how the best. Spy Family does a really good job of balance. It's yes. action, your comedy, and your family stuff. And every time it just works out so freaking well, yeah. it, it blows my mind. Like yeah. That, yeah, it, it is crazy. It's sort of written like Columbo, where everything's sort of an accident. Like, <laughs> like the characters are kind of like, well, I got to do this thing. And maybe if I just sort of do my thing and play dumb, it'll all come together. Like, turns out I was actually brilliant and it did all come together. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my God. That's not comic book related. Uh, Primal season two has been absolutely amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, oh my know, God. I need to. Oh, my God. I, I, oh, my good. God. I got a, I got like 12 ep episodes of Primal and sitting on Primal, my if, if they are pulling triggers on things at the WB, Primal will be gone because it's like I, no i hope not because the last episode last night episode four of season two is just like oh my god like incredible it is it has blown my mind absolutely incredible a show that has zero dialogue yeah i, I get so emotional a dude in his dinosaur oh. and zero dialogue oh and there's it's, episodes where i teared up it's fan friggin fantastic oh, yeah. <laughs> it's I, so I, good i'm shocked I'm, yeah like I, I guess he has good pedigree, the the author, uh, the, the creator. But just yeah, get, 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 so freaking I, it blows my mind. It, 
that's only thing. It blows my mind. I can't believe it. Yeah, love it. It's that's wonderful. It. Jim, we're gonna uh, keep I mean, moving. Uh, Michael's gonna Gendy, get in here. Gendy Tartakovsky, who is not the uh, he is not the art director, or maybe he is, but his art style does not inform uh, Primal, obviously, because that guy is known for creating. Dexter's laboratory. I think you could still totally uh, see his art style there, though. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's definitely I mean, there. It's I don't know. Maybe, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. he goes I, a little I mean, macho. He goes a little kiddier with some of the kitty stuff, but it's his style is one hundred percent. I don't know, man. I like check out everyone. Amazing. I mean, it's good. Yeah, for sure. Jimmy, good to talk to you. We'll talk soon. Yes. Look at you. Got you in. Good God. So you got, you got like nine different ways. Like, so I have the Discord chat up. So I'm looking for the link to the Zoom. So I bring the Look, Zoom I up. Look, I get it. The both it are is, going it's really time. complicated. You used to have just Facebook. It was much easier back then. But no, they're racist. So we get rid of them. Listen, <laughs> I, it's not we easy. got rid of them for you. Not easy <laughs> to get a hold of you people. Get out not of easy. Congratulations on your new show, by the way. My new show? Oh, the podcast thing? Yes. Yes. Plug it. Tell everybody where to find it. Tell it. Tell everybody about oh, it. Oh, uh, it's through Heard at Media. It's called Run the Damn Kitchen. It's uh, We go to restaurants. We talk to chefs and owners. And we bring a celebrity in. We've had one so far with Kevin Kugler. The next one is with nice. uh, wide receiver coach for Nebraska, Mickey Joseph. And then the third one is Rob McCarty from KETV. And then the fourth one is Damon Benning at Coach. So it's just love eating it. and talking. I love it. That's fun. Yeah, that's, that's a I'm great. Excited about it. Yeah, we'll check yeah, that's, it out. That, yeah. that, those are two of my favorite things to do. I'm with, I'm with you. Hey, belated happy birthday, Joe! Thanks, Michael. Thank you. I appreciate that. I celebrate Joe's whole month uh, personally. <laughs> Thank, for you, your birthday. Thank you very much. You. It's very sweet. So this has been you're, you're the only you're the one. only person during this entire show to wish me a happy birthday. So everyone else is dead to me. So. <laughs> oh wow! I yeah. can't believe that. I mean, not like you ever talked about that at your birthday. Leading up to it for a couple. I mean, of weeks. Yeah, he didn't certainly, you wouldn't have known. Certainly, certainly, none of them wished me a happy birthday on my actual birthday. That can't possibly be accurate. Okay, I did. I know I did. I wish. No, I'm kidding. It's true. They. I'm sure that most of them did. We'll talk about it more okay, on good. the Joe's birthday cast. But Michael, what did you want to rap yeah. about today? So five weeks ago, <laughs> surprise! Five weeks this ago, is Joe's I, birthday cast, and it always has been. I tried to call. Like I think it was four or five weeks ago. Because you guys were having a conversation on the regular show about whether or not Lex Luthor could get elected president because he had been convicted <laughs> criminal. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. A long time ago. Okay. And somebody from Louisiana, I can tell you, it doesn't matter if you get convicted. You can get elected to almost any office oh, yeah. once you've been convicted. We had a governor that went to jail and came back. Everybody knows Marion Barry from Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. Got convicted. Marion yeah. Frack yeah. came back, became mayor again. Mayor for life, so that's, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, so that's, it's so big that you can do that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say was I, I know people aren't jacked as much about Marvel right now, but I'm really excited about She-Hulk because Me that's too. a character that I've been waiting. I know you guys know uh, Elise Wisdom. She's, I know she's a huge She-Hulk fan, and she kind of got me into reading it about three years ago, and I went back and started reading some of the backstory. I'm I'm really excited. What are you reading? Are you reading the Dan Slott stuff? Yeah, it was the stuff that um, – well, she gave me like – three different things, storylines, and I chose one of them. And it was basically similar to what they're doing in the movie, I believe, because she was simply an attorney, and she yeah, was working that, with Daredevil was part of it. Yeah, so that was that's a cool. dance lot. So yeah, that was good. I enjoyed it. I, I can't wait for the show, because people are so down, I don't know, for whatever reason, on the Marvel stuff right now. And I, I, I've enjoyed almost everything. Not, you know, levels of stuff, but... I don't. I don't think that the the fourth part of this whole thing was as bad as people make it out to be. But you know, yeah, I mean, I like it's, pretty much everything. I, I don't know. It, like, people are gonna 
people are gonna people are gonna complain but uh yeah like i've liked everything that they've put out during phase four like uh like if 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 i had one criticism about phase four it's that um unlike phases one through three it didn't all lead to one huge thing right and it's like okay so what i think that's the only thing that people are like right it's just like okay like well so you you are expecting something that they didn't promise. Right. And we also know that it is leading to one huge thing because now they've announced all the way through phase six, which ends with those Avengers movies about Kang. And it's like we got Kang in Loki. That's in this phase. So we're yeah. going to get three phases sure. of stuff leading to Kang. But if they the Kang uh, and if war, they did line everything up, the same people would be like, well, no, we're just, it's just one. Yeah, no, right. Exactly. It's like, it, it's like you, you, compl- <laughs> you complain when you don't have all the information right. and then you complain when you do have all the information. And then you complain that the information that you have isn't the information you thought you had. Right. And it's just like, you, people are just going to talk and whatever, let them talk. Yeah. They can have their I own podcast. They can have their have own podcast point. if they want. I have one question for you guys. I got rid of uh, Peacock because we're never going to watch all of Yellowstone. So I switched over to Paramount. We'll start watching the Star Trek stuff. Do I need to watch Picard before I watch The Strange New Worlds or anything before Strange New Worlds? No, you don't have to watch Picard. Uh, Picard is totally standalone. Um, And then uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 2. I watched the first two seasons of that. If you've seen if you've seen Star Trek Discovery season two, you've seen yeah. everything you need to see to okay. watch Strange New Worlds. Yeah. And even if you hadn't, it's it's really standalone and you should just jump into it. So Strange New Worlds is very like new watcher friendly. Just go for it. Um, okay. But if you've seen Discovery season two, you're good to go either way. They have played it really smart, though, where it's just like if you're going to pick one and watch it, you'll be fine. Like any one of them, you'll be fine. If you want to watch them all, watch them all. You'll be fine. <laughs> you know, like they're they're playing it yeah. very smart. Cool. I'm, I'm looking the forward only, to it. Everybody says the best Star Trek. The it is. It's so good. Oh the God. only the only thing uh, that Picard uh, Picard ties in with Picard, so it's one long it's one long story. I would say. Yeah. Um, two, two seasons of that, right? Two seasons. It's going to be three total. seasons in total. There are two okay. seasons complete. Um. Okay. And then the third season will be the final season, and it's going to be the return of the next generation cast. Um, oh. So like Jordy and Worf and and Crusher. Right. Oh yeah, and and Riker and Troy, and um, I, I, I'm so excited. They better <laughs> like not I be got on a little some, I got a little tingly just thinking about they it. They better not be on some weird little pirate vessel. That's all I'm saying. If you no, if they are not on the if they're not on the Enterprise, uh, <laughs> like what number are we on? If it's not the Enterprise E or F, then I'm gonna I am yeah. going to call bullshit. I'm gonna pull my TV off of the uh, wall and take it to them. Like I'm not even saying <laughs> I'm not even saying that any of them needs to be the captain of the Enterprise. I'm saying Picard. And oh. his crew of, you know, old dogs or whatever we call them, uh, roll in to Starfleet or, uh, you know, uh, Deep Space Seven or whatever Deep Space number they choose. And they steal the goddamn Enterprise. And that is the story, just like Kirk did. Kirk stole the Enterprise right out of the Starbase. Yeah. <laughs> and voted him for it. Yeah. Uh, and so like, yeah, just give me, I want, I want that crew on the enterprise. That's all I want. Yeah. They, they'll do it. I'm not worried about that. Michael, good to talk to you. Looking forward to hearing the new show. Always a pleasure. God, thank you. I appreciate it. Love you. Bye, Bye buddy. Bye. Love you too.
Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. Time to reach into reach deep into the THN voicemail bag. It's voicemail time. Voicemail time. Hey guys, James Kaplan here, just calling to say hello. Hope you're doing well. Uh, what's on my mind this week is Paper Girls. Uh, I started watching this morning, and I'm now all the way up to like episode five, and it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's a really fun show. Um, like you know, is it uh, is it similar to other you know shows that are around and popular? I suppose so, but I think. What I love most, I mean, I love a lot of things about the comics. You know, the art is from uh, Cliff Chang and Matt Wilson is incredible. What I love most is the relationship um, amongst the four girls. And uh, that was something that they really got right in casting. Like, the four girls are terrific. Uh, each of them was cast really well. And their relationships really are developing great. And uh, the friendships and stuff. And, Anyway, uh, it's a lot of fun. I totally recommend it. I also totally recommend the comic for anyone who hasn't read it. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Anyway, take care. All right, bye. Paper Girls is so good. It is so good. It is really good, yeah. The casting is perfect. Like, literally I think the kids, perfect. I think the kids are, the, the child actors are tremendous, uh, though a couple of them are almost aggressively Canadian. <laughs> Um, yeah, which I, I mean, again, it's fine. Nothing wrong with it. Right. But I mean, they are not in Canada. Let's not talk shit about um, Canada, Joe. We're number one. in. I'm Canada, not talking shit right? about Canada. I'm just saying, I know we're number one in Canada. I'm just saying are that we, the actors do not, they didn't do a good job hiding their Canadian accent, their regional accent have been, which is part of the job <laughs> as an actor. I agree. Uh, the um, one girl definitely like, I don't know if it's Canadian, but it's hyper Minnesota for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, right. No yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it was Mac. It was Mac. It was the tough one. I was like, yeah. in that for the first episode, I was like, oh, man, she's from the north. Yeah. Degrassi um, Junior High. Which <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. It's like, I don't but know what she's, she's so mad. I don't know what she's so mad about all the time. But yeah. Um, no, I think Paper Girls is, is really wonderful. I've seen a lot of criticism about it, uh, specifically from people on our own Discord, namely Mark Stern, who was disappointed in the season in that they didn't really go for it. He, he didn't think, uh, and I will agree that like, there were definitely budgetary concerns. You can tell because the effects, when the effects get weird, they're not always great. Yeah. Like if you thought Sandman had budget concerns, I'd like to introduce you to Paper Girls I, <laughs> because yeah, Paper Girls is definitely yeah. lower <laughs> without um, a doubt. It also, though, it ends on a cliffhanger. The, so, like, this was not the end of the story. No. So I hope it did well enough that that they are able to do more and maybe have a bigger budget and maybe get more into the weirder stuff. I also think that um, this is very much like Umbrella Academy. This is Paper Girls the show, not Paper Girls the comic. Yeah. And they are telling a different, a, a slightly different story. And I'm okay with that. Like, I was kind of glad that I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. I, I really liked it. I love it. So Amazon so far has not renewed it yet. And we live in a world where not surprised. shows get renewed like right after the first episode. So I think that's why some or sometimes before the first episodes even come out. Yeah. So we shall see. I'm hoping for it because the show is fantastic. Go watch Paper Girls if you haven't. Read the comic too. The comic was great. Really, really great stuff. Yeah, it's very good. Mm -hmm. All right. It's Toots time. Hello, my beautiful two-headed baby boy. Oh. It's Toots <laughs> oh. time. Oh. Hey, firstly, 
How dare you? <laughs> How dare you pass off Kill Raven as a, <laughs> as a, bana- a banana hammock wearing nobody? Let me tell you, I think that dude is rad. Should come as no surprise to you. I do have every appearance of him in the Marvel Universe. Granted, I've not read all of it, but I do believe Amazing Adventures has the very first interracial kiss ever in comic books. Really? No kidding. Wow. two of Kill Raven's supporting cast members. Also, The End League, I have a solid chunk of that book. I didn't buy the first couple issues because uh, I'm not a fan of Matt Brum's artwork, and he left shortly into the book's run, and then Eric Kennedy took over. And Ooh, I do I, love I, Eric Kennedy. He is a much better artist. Artwork, and I was, yeah. I was just like, this guy's rad. So that's why I picked the book up. I think about that book a lot, about going back and rereading it. Um, I remember really liking it, but it might have just been the artwork that did that. Speaking of artwork, that brings me to the answer of the question of the week. My answer is Gil Kane. Mm. I didn't get that guy in the 80s. Uh, When I had a subscription to Conan the Barbarian and it would come in the mail and it would come in that little brown paper bag sleeve. When I got an issue that he filled in on, I was like, what is this? I don't like the way this guy draws hair. I don't like the way he draws noses. I don't like the way he draws boots. And what's this weird? He liked to draw a lot of like up up from under um, the chin shots. Yeah. But now, now that I'm going back and I'm reading a lot of 70s books um, uh, and uh, I I never knew he drew Spider-Man for a clip. So I'm going back and reading some of that and seeing his work on covers and things on like different supernatural stuff. And, um, you know, I, I've really grown to appreciate it. And as I reread my Conan collection, I do like his work now. I think he's actually super sweet. His, um, the work he did on the, the Valley of the worm, uh, one shot issue. I think it was in Marvel chillers. His just, Top-notch, gorgeous work. So, yeah, that's it. Gil Kane, bye. Gil Kane's a good answer. <laughs> um, first interracial kiss in a standard comic book, Amazing Adventures, number 31, featuring Kill Raven. There you go. Wow. Yeah. It's a key issue. He's not just a pretty face. Yeah, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, you can have the Kill Raven, Jared. It's all yours. It's all yours. Yeah, I mean, if it hadn't happened in Kill Raven, it would have happened in something else. I mean, sure. So. But no, I'm just saying, like, I still don't care about Kill Raven. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm not I'm not going to put, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to give Kill Raven any undue importance because of that. <laughs> right. Because it would have happened in something else. Gil Kane, though. Uh, Gil Kane is an mm. interesting answer because that dude is just kind of a legend. I don't, I don't think I ever, like, had a problem with Gil Kane, but I do, I will say... He was not a guy that I thought about as a legend until a lot of other creators were like, no, he's a legend. This guy's a legend. And then I went and looked and at the stuff again. I was like, okay, yeah, yes, yes. He's very, so very good. <laughs> my uh, my first real exposure to Gil Kane was an, was it an issue of Marvel Team Up? Regardless, it was an issue where Spider-Man teamed up with Iceman. I know that what I had was an, uh, it was Marvel Tales, so it was a re- reprint regardless. But um, Spider-Man and Iceman, and Gil, I just remember being blown away by the way uh, Gil Kane drew 
uh, ice man with like all of the facets of his of his ice body, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like that's the first time I ever looked at that character and went, oh, man, that's that's neat. And so, like, I've always liked Gil Kane because of that. Um, and it wasn't until years later that I realized that, like, yes, he's also the guy that co-created Hal Jordan. And he's also the guy that co-created right. uh, the uh, Ray Palmer. And, like, yeah, fill in the blank. Like, he also co-created or created a billion other things um, from the Silver Age. And um, so, yeah, Gil Kane was a legend by the time even I uh, even by the time I had first seen him in the early 80s. But, yeah, like I never had that period of like not liking Gil Kane because I just was so impressed by his uh, the way he drew Iceman, I'm, which I, I know sounds kind of weird. But I'm looking at everything he's done and I'm trying to figure out, like, where would I bumped into him? And it wouldn't have been until much later in my life, I think, when I went back and was like, yeah, it, yeah, for sure. He was a daredevil that he did, you know, like was probably where I would have seen him first. Yeah, but that was like uh, well, 70, and like and he, he drew he drew Spider-Man in the 70s. Yeah. So like that may, that may have also been a, a, a contender, but. Oh, he came back and did some stuff in the 90s, too, for some Amazing Spider-Man. Gil Kane, good call. I like it. All right. Who else we got here? Oh, it's Harv. That's who called us at midnight. Yeah. Hey, nerds. Locust here. Um, calling in my answer to the question of the week, and I'm pretty sure I won't be the only person. I might even steal one of you guys' answers. But my answer is Bill Sienkiewicz. Um uh, yeah, yeah, he is an incredible, incredible artist. But when I was a kid, I just didn't get it. My pea brain was too small to understand the beautifulness that was that what if cover, what if Hulk went berserk. I was, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my first time seeing his art outside of the X-Men, maybe it might even been first. I, I'd have to check the dates on that. But I just didn't get it, and now it is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. All right, guys, talk to you later. Okay, so Harvey took my answer. That's a really good answer, though. That was my answer because, like, back in the day, I I was strictly X Men when I was first started. Like, really decided I'm going to read comics. I'm going to drill down on comics. Strictly X Men, and we were getting Sinkevich on New Mutants at the time. Mm-hmm. They went from. McLeod, who was pretty straightforward, to Bill Sienkiewicz, which was a violent shift. It was a totally to bizarre. say the least. Yeah. And like even the covers were just like, what am I looking at? <laughs> like I could not figure. And and then like slowly, it was the way that he drew Warlock that got me. And his Warlock was so weird and like shifted and like long fingered and crazy hair and like. He looked like he was 30 feet tall. <laughs> he was crazy. And I slowly fell in love with it. And he sort of informed how everybody else was going to draw Warlock later. Like even the way Arthur Adams drew Warlock and stuff. It was yeah, yeah. very much informed by Bill Sienkiewicz. And then after 100%. That, I like, I just fell in love with the guy and like his Electra covers and stuff and like his daredevil work, which is, Oh my God. And now, uh, yeah. Electra assassin is yeah. what is, what, is oh, what he did for Epic. That book was um, and also, Oh no, Frank Miller drew Electra lives again, but yeah, yeah. Bill, Bill Sikovich drew Electra assassin, um, for Epic comics. Ugh. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's a great, an- like, that's a great answer. Like Bill Sikovich, like that's a, that's, I was in the same boat. Like I wasn't an X-Men kid, but I think that I somehow randomly had an issue of New Mutants and I didn't know what it was because I didn't know what the X-Men were. So and it was drawn by Bill Sienkiewicz. 
but it wasn't one of the ones that everybody celebrates, right? Like it wasn't part of the demon bear saga. It yeah, was yeah, just yeah. like, this is just an issue of new mutants drawn by Bill Sienkiewicz. And so like at the time, like I didn't keep it. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what happened to it, but like, it's just like, what is this? And why do I have it? But I I didn't have enough exposure to him as a kid for him to be my answer. Oh, okay. So, and I would have bumped. So Wolverine, he didn't draw it you know, in like 10 through 16. I remember that storyline, but he inked over John Bushima. And I remember like looking at those issues, uh, like, yeah. why does John Bushima's art look so weird? <laughs> and that totally, I think he, totally answers it right there. I think he also, he either drew or inked that very famous cover with um, Sabretooth uh, on top of Wolverine uh, face down in the snow. Is that Wolverine 10? I think it's Wolverine number 10. And I think he did ink that or drew draw it. Because that would have been one of the ones that he he inked that issue, definitely. Uh, Bill Sienkiewicz, yep, drew the cover. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, uh, like, and, and I remember, like, Bill Sienkiewicz art was everywhere and not always in, like, the super weirdest way. Like, yeah. he also did a lot of house ads. Like, I remember there was a very famous, uh, there were there were a couple of very famous house ads. There were, there were two different ones, and I remember that I saw the Iron Fist one first, but they were twin ads for Power Man and Iron Fist, and one was like Iron Fist, a close-up of Iron Fist's face, and he's kind of like covering his mouth and pointing off to the side, and he's like, I swear to God, you guys, I don't want to have to be the one to tell Luke that you're not buying our comic, <laughs> and it, and that's Bill Sienkiewicz, and then the other one is of Luke Cage, and he's very angry that yeah. you're not buying his comic. Okay, I'm looking at it um, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he oh, also man. drew quarter page or third page house ass that just like ran at the top. And then underneath would be an ad for something else. And it would be like, it's midnight o'clock in America. Do you know what your children are? Yeah. And it's like, kid, 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 mutie. Yeah. Um, and totally like, I remember, remember those being like very effective ads, uh, even though I didn't really know what they were for because I had no idea what the X-Men were. He was one but, of those guys um, that could turn it on and off though, too. He could like, all right, you just want a little more like straight up Marvel house style. I yeah. Can, like, but then I'll, you, I'll you look down. at them knowing they're Bill Sienkiewicz, you look at them and knowing they're Bill Sienkiewicz and you're like, oh yeah, I get it now. So my answer uh, is Jack Kirby, I, and I'm kind of surprised that I'm the only person to say Jack Kirby because he's an artist that I, I feel like you kind of have to know something about art. Not even uh, that's not that's not fair. You don't have to know something about art necessarily, but yeah. you have to recognize yes skill when you see it. Because if you look at Jack Kirby's art, uh, especially the later stuff. As a kid who's used to seeing stuff drawn by John Romita Jr. or, you know, um, John Buscema or or whoever was drawing it, uh, Mark Silvestri or whoever would have been uh, Paul Smith, John Byrne. Like if you're used to any of those 80s superstar artists and then you get a book that's drawn by Jack Kirby, like it's got to be some kind of a shock to the system. And that's what it was for oh, me. Absolutely. Yeah. No question. Um, and that's, uh, so my first exposure to Jack Kirby, I think it was the superpowers miniseries that he did. He did two different miniseries based loosely based on the superpowers toy line. They are not based on the superpowers toy line, no. except that they have the characters from the superpowers toy that's, line in them. That's where it ends. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, like, but they're just like, they're Jack Kirby justice league versus the fourth world sagas. And they are bizarre and incredible and weird. 
so I had one of those that I didn't like, I literally could not wrap my brain around because the boom tube, or no, not, uh, not the boom tube, uh, the Whirlagog, like it's the thing that lets Mobius traverse all of time and space and not all his, of like written knowledge. Not it's called chair? the the, the Mobius chair, yes, but he he safeguards something called the Warlagog. Right, that is what he bequeathed to our man one million uh, in the far far future. And what so bequeath in there, didn't you? Bequeath, yeah. <laughs> and so like when 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 our man came to the past and he's like, I got to learn what it means to be human. I have to divest myself. It was like I got to get rid of the Warlagog. Boom! Oh, I crushed it down to powder. Put it War in my God. W O R. That's why I couldn't find it. All right. Warlagog. Yeah, Warlagog. I was looking at Whirl. W H I R. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> like, like Warlagog. New God. Um, anyway, to transport a group of Justice Leaguers and supervillains from Apocalypse through several other dimensions to Earth. It was yeah, yeah. And so, like, I had that issue of superpowers, and so I was like. A, I don't know what the new gods are. B, what is this art? And C, what is happening to the Justice League? I am looking at that picture, I think, that you're talking about right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just like, and, and they're just like being hurled through time and space. Yeah. They end up at like a banquet of long dead gods and they're giants. And so it's like, it's like skeletons sitting around a banquet hall. And it's like, it's like what the, f what the f is happening? So, but. The capper for me was DC Comics Presents uh, number 84 from August 1985. Uh, so I was seven years old. And uh, this is Superman meets the Challengers of the Unknown. And uh, this is the comic where I found out that pre-crisis Superman had super ventriloquism. Uh, the premise is that prior to the discovery of the Phantom Zone, Jor, uh, Jor-El built like these space cells and they would fire their prisoners into space to live out their days in these like prison cells in space, basically. But when Krypton was destroyed, guess what happens? The space cells that weren't vaporized got hurled through the solar system and one makes its way to Earth. He's a pre-Phantom Zone Kryptonian criminal who ends up with this card that he thinks is it grants him the power of mind control and it does uh it allows him to hypnotize superman and lure superman on this rampage and the whole time the guy is like why the hell don't i have superman powers like i'm on earth the yellow sun why don't i have superman powers and they figure out the challenges of the unknown figure out the card is made of kryptonite uh, there, there's kryptonite in the card and the reason he doesn't have powers is because he's clinging to that thing, controlling Superman like a puppet. Get the card away from him, and Superman is free, which is great until you realize that now you have an evil Superman yeah. to deal with. Yeah. And so <laughs> the, the trick is, is like this guy is way more powerful than Superman because he's been just like kicking it in space for 50 years, absorbing the sun from right, his right, little right. spaceship. And then like never once used any, any little drop of the power. And so they lure him out with the promise of getting the card. And right when he makes contact with the card again, that's a split second he makes contact with the card. Before he can hypnotize Superman again, Superman knocks his block off. And uh, it's very satisfying. It's a great <laughs> issue. 
Um, it's a wonderful issue. It's weird and wild and crazy. And it's the challenges of the unknown being in a super powered adventure. They have no problem, uh, no business being in. I was seven years old. I didn't understand what I was looking at. My brain didn't know how to process this art. And it wasn't until much later that I realized that Jack Kirby is actually the greatest of all time. And that every artist working in superhero comics today was inspired by Jack Kirby. That's the, the hardest part when you're, I mean, we read these comics as kids and we fall in love with an artist and then a, someone, a, another artist comes on for a fill in issue, uh, another story or whatever. And maybe they're great. Maybe, they're, maybe there's they're always going to be somebody flashier. There's yeah. always going to be somebody flashier down the line. And sometimes they're even better than the artist that was on that book. But you look at him and you're like, no, that like we were just talking about Mike Mignola and Hellboy. Like Duncan Fergredo was incredible. <laughs> But right, like uh, right, you know, like I, I it's like, it's not like, and, and like, look, <laughs> you know? and, uh, I like, I, I, I take nothing away from people that love it because I love it and I get it. But if you look at um, somebody like Steve McNiven or Marcos Martin or um, hell, I don't, any other more modern Spider-Man artist, and then you come, oh, Ryan Stegman, yeah. uh, and then you compare them. To Mike Zach. <laughs> <You know. laughs> uh, sure. Uh, but but if you compare that stuff to Todd McFarlane's art in the 90s, right. like McFarlane doesn't stand a chance. No. The only reason that McFarlane stands out because he it, he's got style. Yeah. His art has style, even uh, that that transcends his technical limitations. Right. I was hoping someone was going to come in and say Rob Leefield. I was totally hoping someone would. Not because I want to shoot him down or argue no. with him or something, but it's that same argument. Rob Leefield, we all make fun of can't draw noses, can't draw feet. But he's got you know, style. He That's all he's got. He's pure style. He's all style. Yeah, right. he's pure style. And there's people out there that love it. There's people out there that absolutely love it. And I, and I, I guess I get it. I've come to peace with it. You know, at this point, I'm not going to dog him anymore. I understand why people like that. I grew through it. I liked it at one point. Like, I loved those New Mutants issues he did when he first showed up. It's like, this is intensely amazing. And now looking I, at it. I tell people, I tell people eyes. all the time <laughs> that that issue of What If that we both love and his work incredible. on Hawk and Dove at DC. Incredible. They still hold up. But he leaned into, a, you know, more of his style as he got yes. more famous. And... It, I'm not going to say it got worse because that's not what we're here to do, but I don't like it as much. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. And that's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, Lubalin over in the discord brought up Mike Alred and Mike Alred is one of those artists yes. that I love so much that it did not occur to me that there's other people in the world that don't like his style. And I've bumped into it and like working at the comic shop years ago, I like bumped into a couple of people that were just like, Nah, screw it. I think I tried to push Madman on him or something. They're like, no interest. Ugh, yeah, get right. out of here. Like, like, and, how do you like, not like this? And you, <laughs> you know what? Me. There are people. There are people that will say like Kelly Jones, right? Yeah. And I get it. I'm not a fan of Sam Keith. Fair I'm enough. just not. That's I've, another I've tried. Guy. I'm not. It's all style. Um, and I I like Sam Keith, but going back and looking at old Sam Keith, I think this is another guy where I was just like. So the style was so different that I was like, yeah, that kicks ass. That's really cool. But then like later on looking at it, like, no, his Batman looks dumb. <laughs> like, I, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, his Batman, his Batman looks, his Batman looks dumb. Yeah. You know, and, and like, that's fine. If you like Sam Keith, I'm not taking anything away from Sam Keith. He's a very talented artist. It, it just, some of them, Jack Kirby had 
a ton of style. But Jack Kirby yeah. was also a master at what he did. He was a craftsman. Yeah, he yeah. was a he was a he was a he had talent and style. Right. Like and I think he he walked the walk and talked to talk. I think Mike Allred is a similar guy. Like he is. Yes. Without a doubt. 100 percent style. But he also understands all the rules. He, he knows how to put how to frame things, how to put things together and make his style do the job. Sam Keith, I think. And Rob Lee Field as well, I think, just like, hmm, my style, my comic, yeah, <laughs> screw your rules, whatever, right. which whatever, that's fine. You know, there's Dave McKeon does that, too, and, and we love him for what he does, but also a master of understanding his style and how it works, you know, and I think that's the difference between those guys, personally. And, and if you don't yep, agree, I agree. If you don't agree, get I on agree. Discord, tell me I'm an idiot, you know, whatever. We'll talk about it. Do we have a new question? If you don't agree, start your own podcast. Joe Patrick. Set us up. New question of the week. What do we got? The new question of the week is from me, inspired by my post in the question of the week forum uh, a few weeks back. What is your favorite or most hated plot point in comics that has no reason to exist? For example, why can't Cyclops control his optic blasts even after he's been resurrected on Krakoa more than once? Can't they just fix him? Spoiler alert, we know that they can. Yeah, they fixed Omega Red. <laughs> they fixed it. They, they fixed Omega Red. They are constantly mucking with Quentin Quire's genetics. I it's, hope that's it, not it, true and he's just talking shit. But maybe that is the case. The only thing I can think of is that either A, Xavier wants to keep him on a leash, or B, Cyclops just can't bring himself to be that happy, guys. Could be. Or maybe he just doesn't want to mess with him. He's like, no, this is who I am. No, that's dumb. That's not who you are. But that's who you are because you smashed your head. Some of them. That's not you know, who you are. Maybe it is. It's like saying rogue. That's like saying like rogue died and then suddenly wants to like go back to not being able to control our powers. No. Well, why don't they just fix her? <laughs> why doesn't she just kill they, herself? But they did. Though. They rogue rogue can control her powers now. Oh, that's right. I forgot. They did kind of fix that. All right. We'll talk about it next week. Join us for the Cosmic Long Box this Wednesday where we are talking about the Predator in comics. It's a Predator versus everybody. It's going to be awesome. We'll, we'll see him in some superhero comics. We'll see him in some old Dark Horse comics. I'm sure it'll be a great time. We'll do it this week. Uh, but for now, we got to get out of here. My name's Matt Blount. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd signing off.